Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My respected brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome to Islamica, the show on the platform available for you at home to call and ask your questions. You could ask any question about any Islamic matter or any family matter. I will try to answer your questions according to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I urge all of you, my brothers and sisters, to call and ask your questions. You will be not just only benefiting yourselves that your questions will be answered. You are benefiting thousands of people who will be watching the channel and will be benefiting from the questions and the answers insha'Allah My brothers and sisters, um, uh, today we were talking that there's something important that we need to talk insha'Allah which is about the true friendship in Islam. Even though we mentioned this in, in, in the earlier today in the, the show, but I believe as well from Islamic perspective it's important uh, for us to understand this concept in, in Islam and and what is uh, and how we should be good friends and how we should uh, as well what we expect as well from our friends as well and as we know that Allah Azzawajal says in the Quran those who are dear to each other in the day of judgment they're gonna be an enemy towards each other except those who are pious. So you can imagine those ones who are around you, they might be your enemies in the day of judgment. Because what? Because they were not put taqeen. So that's why my brothers and sisters, it's important that to choose our friends and as well that the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu he said that the believer is upon the faith of his beloved one or of his friend, meaning it's similar to that. He will have a, a big impact on him. That you should, you should choose carefully who you should be your friend or you should be your dear one. And that's why because of this, you'll find some scholars of Islam wrote actually books about the, the friendship and the rights of the friends and what you should expect from your friends. And, and part of that is, firstly, is you yourself, you should be showing a genuine friendship towards your friends and uh, by being there for them if they are in need, if they need you, being, uh, being uh, to help them, to support them in all kind of support that you can. And in the same time as well to advise them and as well to, uh, to be as the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, he said, that the believer is like a mirror for his brother. Oh, so that's why you should be showing them their deficiency, the things that it is they need to, uh, that they need to, uh, they need to rectify. And if they have something which is good as well to improve it more, that is your duty towards them and to advise them, even making dua for them when in their absence to remember them in the dua, as the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, Allah has dedicated an angel making dua for the believer as long as they make dua for your for your brother or sister in Islam and then the angel will say to you and to you as well. So that's one of the things which we should do towards our friends and we'll elaborate more inshallah after taking our first caller. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Hi, wa rahmatullahi sister. How can I help? Yeah, there are. <coughs> there is hadith that the Prophet وسلم, he once he prayed for rakat before Salat al Asr. So to pray two by two before Salat al Asr, yeah. to pray two yeah. and then uh, make salam and then to make another two, it is it is a forgotten sunnah. It's best to revive it to pray to uh, four rakat before Salat al Asr. True. Ask, ask, inshallah, sister. Yes. Yeah, please. Uh, 
uh, I've got two sons. One live with me, where one live on his own. And, yeah. and, and the one who, uh, and the one who live on his own, he got very heavy mortgage. And the other one with me, he, he, he live with me, I look after him. Uh, and I, I help the one who got heavy mortgage. And people say to me, no, you, have to, you, you don't have to help him, you have to give the other one. I don't know what to do. You mean the one who had the mortgage? You said. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, you, you, do you want to help the other person? You want to help him? No, yani? no, no, no. Uh, I want to help my son who got um, the mortgage. Not just a little bit, some money sometimes. And this one who lived with me, he spent money on the trainers, and clothes, and this and that. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I, I see. To no harm to help the other one, even if he is in mortgage. Yani, no harm to help him if he needs help. No harm to help. Yeah. If you can help, help, inshallah. But as long as if he is need for the help, for example, if he doesn't need the help, you don't need to help them, because he's already putting himself in a in a difficult situation by taking this mortgage and by dealing with haram, with interest, etc. But still, if they are in need, no problem to help them, inshallah ta'ala. Okay. Next caller. Hello, Salam Alaikum. Walaikum Asalaam, brother. Yes, sister, how can I help? Yes, my question um, is more about social media and Islamic accounts yes. where they portray hadith and, and some can be weak narrations or um, not even true and they're being spread. For example, I saw one today and it portrays Muhammad um, in, in a way where we're allowed to do wudu in dirty water. And the hadith is Sunan and Nasai book. What do you mean in dirty water? It's uh, from the book of Sunan and Nasai. And Nasai. Yes. But what yes. do you mean by dirty water? Like um, if if um, it's been it's foul, foul items have been put in it, and so water is pure. But when I've researched, it's a daif hadith, but it's. On social media, and, let, you know. let me let me tell you something. First of all, we'll give you general advice, and then we'll specify about that hadith. Now, yes. the general advice is not to spread any hadith from the Prophet sallallahu except if we have we have to make sure that we check the hadith. We know this hadith is authentic. Then we may we may give it. Don't be like copy paste, copy paste like other people. They will just copy and paste it or just forward. Even nowadays, yes. you don't need to copy paste. Just forward. And as if you and and you don't know by dealing with this that the Prophet sallallahu he said, whoever lied about me or spread lied about me, then let him pick his position in the hellfire in the day of judgment. So we shouldn't be dealing with these things. So we should always make sure that what we share is accurate information, especially if it comes to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet That's the first thing. The second thing, that there is one hadith, uh, if, uh, if you're talking about that hadith, that one hadith, one day the Prophet he asked to make wudu in water. And then he was brought to him a put, I don't know what you call it. Uh, are you originally from uh, India subcontinent yourself? Are you from, from India subcontinent, yourself, sister? Yes, India. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there are in in India subcontinent and as well in the and, and amongst Arabs as well in some uh, Arab uh, lands, they have a certain put. They make dough in it, certain put uh, which you make uh, the 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 chapati, which is you always do it. The, there is certain put which is you regularly you use 
to make, for example, this bread yeah, every day. And this generally, they, they don't wash it because you, you, you are constantly using it morning and evening, morning and evening, the same thing in certain places. Now, one day that the Prophet he asked for wudu and it was brought to him this pot, which they used for dough. And we know that that pot, if you put water in it, the water will become a bit milky. Now, that's why the schools of Islam, they say, and the Prophet he made wudu with that water, not dirty water. The water colors changed, but yet the water is pure because it's still it's water. And as long as what is being added to the water, it's something pure, not something, not just not impure, something pure, then you are allowed to make wudu in that water. Like, for example, the water which has flavors and things, still it's water, and we can make wudu in that water. Is that clear, my sister? Yes, Brother Jazakallah. It's just... Unfortunately, because of social media, people are yeah. portraying it in very bad ways. And yeah. It's just how to give advice to Muslims. Exactly. And, and going back to the hadith that the Prophet ﷺ, he did actually, did wudu or did ghusl in a qas'ah. Uh, it has uh, 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 traces of ajin of a dough. That is that hadith is authentic, and that it doesn't mean that water wasn't dirty. It was clean because we need to understand what's the meaning of the the, the dirty for us. Is the one if the water if the water uh, impurity was added to the water, and we know that there is hadith from the Prophet that uh, if the water reaches certain uh, certain amount, it will not carry impurity. And as well, and the water is pure, nothing will make it impure. Unless if there is, if something was added to the water, makes it impure, uh, which the things which is added to the water, which is impurities, like urine, like feces, etc., and change the characteristics of the water, made it to become the color change, the, the smell change, the taste change, because of the impurities which added to the water then in that case this water cannot be used we're gonna be impure water it has to we have to get rid of from with that from that water but if the thing which added to the water was a pure for example like if you have a gallon of uh, of water and you put one spoon of tea in it or you put uh, one uh, one one spoon of flour or or dough or things like this yes the change the color of the water will change the smell of the water change the taste of the water could change but still it's considered to be water because still it is water as long as, like that's why we say it's allowed to make wudu with a flavored water it's allowed to make wudu even with colored water no problem as long as these colors are pure but if the if the things which is added to the water become change it into absolutely something else like for example if it become like juice or if it become like tea or things like this we cannot make wudu with the tea we cannot make wudu with the juice because it's juice it's tea etc uh, or 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 fizzy drink uh, so that's why we need to understand what is the that that this is a key thing and the, the scholars of Islam they have discussed this in detail in the books of fiqh and that's why going back to the hadith of the prophet sallallahu he was brought to him qasa which is a, a place a put which he used to make dough in that pot. So if you add water to that to that pot, it, the water will change the color. The smell will change, it will be like dough smell, that uh, the color will be a bit 
milky and then uh, the taste of course is like a dough but, but it's not dough it's still it's water and the Prophet وسلم, he made wudu with that that's not dirty water it's still it's, it's water and add and some flour with it no problem uh, and that's hadith mentioned as well in Sunan Nasai and Ahmad and others and that's authentic hadith the one which is uh, if uh, the one which is if the hadith if if it has if the if the water which was added or if the things which was added to the water was impurities then in that case this water become impure and we cannot use it hopefully that clarify inshallah for the sister and for the audience inshallah about it can a muslim pray for non-believer when he sneezes and say alhamdulillah yes we yes he can i think we have answered this question yesterday yes he can make uh, to say because at the end of the day there's mercy of Allah Alhamdulillah means Allah encompasses you with his mercy and to ask Allah the guidance for them no problem as long as they're still alive we can make dua for them and asking Allah to grant them rahmah and mercy and guidance no problem that's fine but if they die we cannot make dua for the deceased the non-believers if they died what benefits do we gain from saying from saying istighfar we gain forgiveness from Allah Azzawajal. We gain, Allah says in the Quran, on the, when Nuh was advising his people, he said to them, He said, uh, he said I said to my people, uh, seek forgiveness from your Lord. He is the one who forgives. Uh, he will send the, the, the heaven to rain on you. And Allah will provide for you wealth, with wealth and with children. will make for you paradises and will make you for rivers. It means in Jannah. So the, the, the consequence from saying istighfar, you will gain forgiveness from Allah wa ta'ala. You will get, of course, if you, Allah forgive you and pardon you, if you are sincerely in your istighfar, then Allah will, uh, will elevate your ranks and Allah will, may, will grant you Jannah. And as well in this dunya, Allah will provide for you, will increase you in provision and uh, will increase your, will, will provide for you, will sustain you more, will provide for your children, will give you more children, etc. So this is something that is, that is the consequence of the istighfar. And we know people who have, uh, they, they were, they were, uh, they were, for example, poor and they had a program of istighfar on a daily basis. Alhamdulillah, Allah, uh, you know, Allah saved them from poverty and they become, Alhamdulillah, they, 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 they become satisfied, Alhamdulillah, or sufficient. They had a sufficient, uh, you know, income. Some people as well who have, I don't know, these cases I know, and I know genuinely, I know them. Another case that a sister who didn't have children for nearly 15 or 16 years and she had a program of istighfar, alhamdulillah, Allah Azza wa Jal give her a child after all these years. So these things happening, inshallah, these are many things that you could get. And Allah, as Allah, as Allah says in the Quran, um, Allah will not punish people if they are, if they are sticking to istighfar and especially if the people are prevented from rain as well to seek forgiveness from Allah, Allah will grant them uh, the rain and Allah will help them and will encompass them with, their, with his mercy and his blessing inshallah ta'ala. And we have a caller, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. MashaAllah, how are you sister, you okay? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah, yes sister, how can I help? you and the rest of the Muslim ummah? Wallahi, about me, alhamdulillah, about the Muslim Ummah, inshallah, may Allah Azza wa Jal unite them upon the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Amen, inshallah, amen. Now, uh, Sheikh, I've got a question, but I don't know how to put it, but I'll try my best. 
Say it how you think. <laughs> All right. Now, the, uh, uh, I've, I listen to Islamic Channel a lot. And then most of the time I hear that uh, it says uh, Allah forgives all sins except shirk. Yes. Now, what, what does that exactly mean? Does it mean shirk going to do witchcraft, juju, or what is that? All kind of shirk. If the person insists on it, all kind of shirk. The major shirk, Allah will never pardon it. And the minor shirk as well, Allah may not as well pardon it. The major, the minor shirk, like for example, showing off, etc. Allah doesn't forgive unless if the person repented to Allah Azzawajal, and it is under the major sins as well. Uh, uh, the, the minor shirk is under the major sins. And still, some scholars, they said Allah will not grant because the person will be punished for that because not pardoned. Uh, but uh, but uh, because of his tawheed, he will eventually go to Jannah. That's the minor shirk. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Yasiru al asghar which means a small little bit of showing off. This shirk is minor shirk as the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, which, to show off when you pray, when you fast, when you do things, then you are showing off. This Allah will not accept it. And it could it will be against you. And some scholars, they said, well, the person will be punished for that in the day of judgment because the, there's no grant of forgiveness. Some scholars, they said, is under, under the will of Allah. Allah, if he wished to punish and if he wished to pardon. Now, the major shirk, definitely it will be not like witchcraft you mentioned, like for example, uh, uh, worshipping other than Allah, supplicating to other than, making dua to other than Allah, that's a major shirk which Allah will not forgive and a person will become a mushrik and a person it could be, will be out of the fold of Islam and things like that. So these are things Allah will never, uh, will never pardon the person and Allah will never grant them forgiveness. Is that clear, my sister? Yes, very clear. So I was wrong thinking that shirk is only to do with juju. So shirk is a very wide. Very yes, wide. yes, it's very wide. It's a very wide term and it encompasses mm -hmm. all opposite to worshipping Allah Azawajal. Yeah? To worship uh, other than Allah Azawajal. Or even including shirk, to think someone knowing the unseen, knowing the ghaib, that's shirk. That uh, someone, someone who claims to be the unseen, he's a mushrik. Someone who believes there is someone knows the unseen, he's a mushrik. Someone who claims to be God, or someone believes that he is, he, he has a special character that he can change the, the decree of Allah. That's shirk. All of these things. Is that clear, my sister? Yes, very clear. sister. May Allah reward you and bless you, my sister. Waalaikumsalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair. And, and we have another uh, questions here. I sent my dad money to buy land, but instead he used it for himself. Am I, I'm angry at him. What should be the response? Uh, I will say to you, forgive your father. Forgive your father. Just roll and forgive him. And then he's your father. And the Prophet he said, Anta wa yourself and your wealth belong to your father. So forgive him, inshallah ta'ala, and don't be angry at your father. Don't be angry at don't be angry towards the shoes of your father, let alone your father. Don't be angry at the laces of the shoes of your father. Can you imagine? That's how it is. Don't even angry to be at them. So let alone, subhanallah. So your father will be in this life, in this dunya for a temporary time. And then you will be regretting every single moment that you upset your father. Don't do that, inshallah ta'ala, and forgive and pardon, inshallah ta'ala. And if there is if it's a huge amount of money, just have a family counseling to advise him. If there is not, khalas, just forgive, inshallah ta'ala, and may Allah grant you and him forgiveness. Can a Muslim train dog 
to play, uh, can a Muslim train a dog or play with it? For what purpose? To train for, for protection and, and, and generally there is one hadith that the Prophet said, if you have a dog that you're, you are, your reward will be deducted on a daily basis unless if there is a need for it. And the need, for example, if you have farm, you need the protection for the farm, you have sheep, you need the protection for the sheep, etc. Then, yes, it could be looked at it from, or for you are living in outside the place, you need some kind of protection, you need a dog to, to guard the house. No problem. Other than that, you shouldn't have, you know, to, to own a dog is not something which is permissible, by the way, in Islam, unless if there is a need for it.